This is Reset and can be found at mccabe.io. I'll be talking about anything that plugs in or takes batteries, mostly home automation, networking, home storage, and I'll be bringing some friends along. Reset was inspired by a bent paperclip that's sat on my desk for years. It reminds me that no matter how much we mess something up, there's usually a reset button. Let's get started. Welcome back to Reset, everybody. This is your host, David McCabe. Find me on Twitter, McCabe.io. YouTube channel is youtube.com slash David McCabe. Of course, we got the, those famous reset forums still on the old domain, homeservershow.com. All right. So I've got a surprise for you tonight, and or, or today, wherever you're listening, your, your listening pleasure. A wise man once told me, Dave, it's going to get worse. And what we were talking about was what has literally kept me busy for the last, what, 11 years. And that's children. I I don't know if I believe this man, but because I'm thinking, oh, I can manage this. I mean, it's two kids. What's not to manage? Just tonight, just tonight, doing Meet the Teachers, right? We just started back to school. Meet the teachers, do all this running around. We got swim class for one kid. Where I'm working on the pool. I got all this crap going on at home. Get them all into bed. And the 11-year-old just kind of rolls his head over and goes, Oh, yeah, Dad, the toilet's been leaking for two days? Like, are you freaking kidding me? Good God. So I need to introduce you to this wise man. This wise man is my old co-host, Mr. Jim Carlson. How are you doing tonight, Jim? Greetings, Dave. Good to be back with you. Yeah, having five of my own. I've I've been through a few wars five. with that. Oh, they're, they're all out. I'll take my daughter to college on Tuesday oh. for her sophomore year, and we're back down to just the two of us. So it, it does get better, but it does kind of get worse. I think a lot of our listeners, going way back to our home server days, they they know a lot. Of, a lot of those listeners have been through it as well. They know. Yes. So that kind of explains why I, I took, I almost took the summer off, Jim. I literally was so busy. And you think, oh, you're not supposed to be busy. It's summer vacay, right? Ah, oh, that's when the kids are home, right? That's when you, I mean, yeah. we're, we're busy. I mean, we're, well, we're a busy a, group. You got a pool and a pool house and all right. kinds of things going. The kids, this, this is the busiest time of your life right now. Yeah. And, yeah. and we all, um, yeah, I told, and we told these, um, these home server show guys and these uh, reset guys long ago, you know, it's family first. And you and I made that agreement, too, when we started. It's like if, if there's anything family, you do that first. Yeah. So that's, that's no, what you, we're you're, doing. you're doing the right thing. I was I was checking my pod catcher. I was like, man, I haven't seen a reset in a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going about like three weeks between episodes. Uh, we caught one this morning, so I listened, listened all the way through it. But uh, yeah, you know, life just kind of gets busy. But we're here tonight, so good time to catch we're up. We're here tonight, and I gave a shout-out to HGG last week, and I, I, I did it in a very nonchalant. I'm mm-hmm. thinking, what's the last podcast? I think I listened to Collison. That's all I said. <laughs> I'm like, you know, after I recorded that, I'm like, I probably should give out a URL, because... There could be someone new go, Collison, what the like, Who the hell is that guy? Who is that? So we need to throw yeah. some love to um, the average guys. And I've, I don't know why it is, Jim, but my favorite shows are the people that are like near me, right? I get into my niches every once in a while. 
like when the new phones come out, I'll listen to, you know, the iPhone guy and the Android guy, and I'll do that. But I always come home to those podcasts that are like yeah. near and dear to my heart, and that, and that includes you. So, I appreciate that. Well, you're you, you, uh, you mentioned Richard and Josh too, and and I'm a big avid fan of of their podcast, and Absolutely. so. You were. I, they seem to have come on. I mean, they're they're well well up there in the the episode numbers. But if you're not, I mean, I know they used to be Windows Media centric, but they've really taken on a lot more than just Windows Media. Yeah. And uh, they're doing a great job. It's. I think it's it's one of those like Rich Hayes. It's one of those podcasts that just help you keep caught up on everything that's going on with with uh, media and the home environment. That's it's a moving target with. With Redbox and Netflix and Prime and Plex is doing some incredible things. I mean, Plex by itself could have been its own podcast over the last year. They have made so many changes and so many great changes. Uh, Very true. Uh, true. Those guys have done a nice job of keeping up with it um, over there. So if you're not subscribed, you should head over and get subscribed to the Digital Media Zone. They do. And I'll tell you what, everybody, uh, this will be Reset 49. So you go to reset.fm slash 49, and I'll put those links in the show notes. So you can go over there and click subscribe to those guys as well. And you can sub- I'll put Jim's podcast in here, and you can su- subscribe to his show as well. Now, you may be thinking, Dave, this is the longest intro ever. No, this is not an intro. This is the show. It's almost like... Seinfeld, and it's a show about nothing. But oh, we're gonna have a ton of stuff to talk oh, about. Oh, we have a ton it, of stuff. So I called Jim up on the on the texts, and I said, "Jim, let's do an AMA because we haven't talked in a while. And sometimes we get on Skype or or Messenger, and we can run for hours and have a podcast." I said, "Let's not do it that way. Let's let's record it and let's do an AMA." So it's Jim and Dave. Ask me anything. It's not a live show. There's no live audience. It's just questions back and forth. Now, I think we agreed on some topics. Just just to keep it somewhat, but we're going to we'll go off the rails, which that'll be fun. So we're going to talk about some backups, maybe some cloud, maybe some Microsoft. We we can do phones, tablets, and I think we wanted to round it up with the little what? Where are we in our crypto space? Because I have skipped the topic in my last couple of shows just because I've gone long. So I don't think that I've given anybody my thoughts and what I'm doing, if I have hardware, if I have coin, you know, all that good stuff. So it'll be, we're dropping trowel tonight. You will know everything about Jim and Dave tonight. So, and it's reset 49, so we're almost at 50, so... It's it's I think it's kind of cool to do it not on a round number. We'll just make fifty kind of normal. Make it a regular one. Let me start off with a question, Dave. Okay, uh, 50, 50 episodes in on reset. That was a completely new adventure for you. We launched it with you at a meetup. You've done this thing on your own. You've had to sit down at a microphone by yourself. You've done a few interviews. Uh, I made the show once. Uh, anything that you've learned through it? Is it, is it kind of fit your schedule? Has it been what you hoped it would be? You know, I kind of compare it to someone that's worked like at a corporate environment, nine to five, gotten up, got a cup of coffee, driven to work and driven back home at five. That same guy goes in, quits his job, goes home and says, I'm going to work from home. I've got my new business. And then the first day, 
He gets up promptly, makes his coffee, goes upstairs to his office, works all day long. He puts in a full day. And then the next day, well, maybe he starts an hour later. And then the next day, and by week two, he's in his bathrobe, he hasn't shaved, you know, he's malnourished, (laughs) and he has no schedule whatsoever. T-shirts, coffee stained, and you're just kind of winging it. His wife and his kids are like, who are you? It's hard to keep up that kind of schedule. And, you know, I've known you for a long time. And you you, you like to set out some plans of I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to get it done this. And it's going to be like this. And we're going to have it here and there and a schedule. And it's all going to be great. And then, like you said, you know, life kind of takes over a little bit. And, and I've really liked kind of following your progression on Reset. It's been one that's been fun to listen to because it's really you, right? We had fallen into our own patterns on home server show and some of the other things you were doing with, with surface geeks and some of the other things. And this really reset has really been about you and, and it's been fun to get to know you again through, you know, for and maybe there's listeners who didn't know our home server days. Yeah. Some of the burst work that we're doing, I actually, I joined a brand new pool and one of the guys in the pool goes, Hey, wait a minute. I listened to you on home server show. Like, Six years ago, oh my you know, gosh. you and Dave, and it was just funny that we had kind of, he'd kind of, you know, we'd lost touch with him, and yet, as soon as he, uh, I had dropped into the into the Discord group that we were doing this this Home Gadget Geeks, and he came over, he's like, oh, I thought I recognized that voice, so we had fallen into kind of some of our own patterns, and it's been fun to watch you kind of break out of those a little bit, kind of have your own your own thing. Have you have you learned anything in in the process? You know, it's it's been a wild ride because I haven't had I haven't had any fences. There's nothing I can just ride in a straight line as far as I want and there's nothing to corral me. So there's no one saying, Dave, you need to do this or Dave, you need to do that and I've really kind of man, I veer off into some wild pastures, you know? Like last week I was just I had my show set. I had I had literally almost sat in the chair ready to go. I still have the show notes ready to start chatting about. And then I listened to the DMZ and I got the shout out from them. And I was like, that's it. That's my show. I got to, I got to get off this rail and go talk about that because it's, it's just, it's just bottled up on my brain. And yeah. And that was the, the tableau uh, shout that out, right? That they had on that show, yeah, Entertainment Two Dollars. All it took is one little yeah. sentence. Hey, I think McCade's doing that. Okay, next, uh, next, yeah. and that was all it took to, you know, I don't know. I'm kind of like a, a little kid. It's like, oh, hey, look, something new. I'm, I'm over there chasing something different and something new. And but it's, it turned out to be a really good show. I mean, it was one of those that where you talked about. You kind of went back through your media experience, and I think. You know, media is in a weird spot right now where it is kind of reinvented itself. And we all had media servers for a while and we were messing with Plex years ago and it was okay. But then we listened to you kind of walk through a, you're like, you're coming back, you, you know, you bought a lifetime subscription to it, but like you're coming back to it now post TV grid, it, which is, which makes it really great. And it didn't work in in your case because it, it, it's not on. It hasn't made all. It's it's a way to Roku yet, mm-hmm. and it will. Those guys at Plex are are rocking. I don't know what they're doing or what kind of drugs they're on, but I have never seen a company iterate and move as fast in a oh. development cycle as I've seen those guys. That's true. They are That's crushing true. it on Plex. But you 
you know, we're, we're in this environment with media where it's just a, it's a whole new world. And if you stepped away for two years and came back, it's, it's pretty different. And I'm not talking about Amazon Prime showing movies, not that kind of different. But the landscape has gotten mature, and I think everyone's kind of fallen into their media patterns. And we all cut the cord to save cost, and yet we're probably all paying those costs again in a la carte, $7 here, $9 there, right? Don't you think? Yeah, I mean – Looking back, it's kind of one of those careful for what you wish for. We were all like, oh, if I could just order, you know, HGTV and ESPN, I would be set. And then you look at, okay, I have Prime, I have Netflix, maybe I have Hot, you know, uh, Hulu, and then I have my a la carte, and then I buy a couple of season passes. Well, yeah, you're up to $120 a month uh, when you add in your internet bill. It's like, oh, crap, that could be a triple play on cable, and I'd have a free phone line, and it'd only be $80. So, <laughs> careful what we wish for. But. No, we, we, we have. And, and, you know, the, 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 you think about the, the over-the-air tuners have gotten more sophisticated. You can now buy four and eight, I think. I thought I saw somebody. I thought, like, HD Home Run was coming out with, like, an eight-tuner card or somebody. And, you know, so that equipment has, has really upgraded in the time we've talked about it. Antennas are getting better and different. Mm-hmm. Um, the way we store it is getting different. And I, I just think, you know, you and I spent a lot of time talking about, you know, the we, we kind of dropped off as there was it, the home server space got kind of boring. And then there's been tons of iterations on things that are going out in the home server space. I'm testing out this new Moro data server that's, you know, a terabyte of cache drive here, backing it up to B2 or Amazon. There's some difference, you know, Synology has a bunch of new servers out there. We're, we're seeing a lot um, a lot stronger uh, kind of server software getting into the market. And Dave, I've heard from a lot of our ex-listeners on Home Server Show, because of the Burst community, they a lot of them have moved because storage and burst go together like peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. And so they've all ended up over there with all their massive storage that they weren't doing anything with. And some of them, it's kind of burst has kind of re-energized the storage space where we're talking about, you know, we're talking about raid cards. We're talking about how many drives can you jam into a box? We're talking about how many can you, you know, heat from hard drives. Well, it's been a long time since we've had some of those discussions, oh, but Burst I, has brought some of that back. As it did me. You know, you got me hooked into it, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll come around full circle with that. But, yeah, I got uh, into the hardware game again, and it was, uh, you know, felt like a kid again playing yeah. with the servers. And just like I, I, I talked on last week's episode, I'm, I'm looking around, and... I've kind of been out of that hardware game for a long time. All of my stuff has aged. So I was just like, well, I have this Windows PC. It's it's literally sitting right here in front of me, on kind of to the side. But I don't use it day in, day out. I have a I have another PC in front of me that I use. And I have my, my Surface 3 over here. So I use these. I was like, man, let's load this thing up because it's my Core i7. Let's right. let's start transcoding some video. Let's let's try yeah. this out. Yeah. And literally, yeah. I really wish I had a dollar or two for every time I've loaded Plex and tried to play. You know, tried to make it <laughs> a mainstay in the McCabe household. Right. It's just never no. caught on. Mm-hmm. But no. Uh, but I, I think 
I think it has a really good chance now. So much so, you know, two two meetups ago or a meetup ago, um, I was having dinner with with Josh and Richard, and I was telling them that you know I kind of I kind of compress, you know, I, I copy my I copy the files off the DVD and then I compress that into an MP4 to get a pretty streamlined version of it. And you know, Richard just about fell off his chair. Oh, you know, yeah. they hate they hate that, right, Last Josh? One, too. It was horrible. Yeah, yeah. Why would you do? That? And we I took a ribbing it from for your it. house to the meetup, though. We, we did. It, <laughs> it works pretty. Well. But I'm starting to think through that now. Or two years ago, I was kind of like, yeah, that's a good way to do it. And now Plex works so well, and they're making so many improvements to it. I've actually had some thoughts of like, you know, maybe I'll go wipe out my my. And I have an extra Core i7 box that I bought for mm-hmm. for mining and stuff. That's not doing anything at the moment. It's just kind of sitting here. Yeah. And I had this thought like, maybe I'll go back and retranscode my whole video collection. Like, what would that take if I just sat down? You know, I probably have 100 movies, let's say. And if I just sat down and set them all up to transcode them at the best possible, you know, resolution Mm -hmm. I could get. One, what would I do that at? And two, is that something I should do? Space is no longer an issue. (laughs) I got plenty of space uh, at at this point. So it's really caused me to rethink my, do I want it to be the most efficient version or do i really want to you know because plex on a pretty nice server now will transcode that on the fly to whatever i'm sending it to so is that was that the right decision i guess is what i'm saying and, and so i'm rethinking it yeah i i don't see i don't see why not let's get let's get back into the home server game but i i literally jim i have a 27 inch monitor here right and it, it's it's over my head i could take the western digital four terabyte reds and stack them up, and they would go over this 27-inch monitor. I have that many red drives because I used to run, well, I used to run three NASAs in the house, and I had two servers. So I, I have all these hard drives sitting around, nothing to do. So I, I think what I'm going to do is I've got this, I got the Plex box running here, but I want to kind of just jam it full restack it and i think i will go i'm not going to go the unraid i'm going to go comfortable i'm going to go windows 10 probably stable bit there you go there you go you know stack it all up put something on there i don't know what i'm going to do with it i don't i don't know maybe i'll maybe i'll put just the dvd collection on it instead of storing it on the nas get it off the nas it doesn't need to be over there Right. We we never use it. So right, yeah. And are you um, are you using your NAS for uh, home security? And so is that? I mean, is that does it fulfill its purpose by being there to to get the front door and the back door and and all the other Actually, all the, the other doors? My NAS, my I've gone through several iterations of Synology NAS. I've gone from an eight drive, an eight bay NAS. I'm down to a five bay NAS. And I have a two-bay NAS as a, I don't know what you would call it, an on-site backup, right? So I have the big drives on the two-bay NAS, and they're in a JBOD state, right? So if you've got two 8 gigs, it it's 16 gig. It's not a mirror. I don't right. need a mirror. If it died, right. I would have the main NAS, Right. It's have, just a local backup. Right. right. And then I have another right. backup beyond that. Yep. So if even sure. two of them died, I still got this, right? We we got this covered. 
And the NAS does nothing more than hold the files for the family, right? There's public directories, there's user directories, you know, our, our Christmas card list is on a spreadsheet on the NAS, you know, boring, mundane stuff. But there's also the, the family video, the family photos. But it does, it does the important stuff. Like every PC sitting in front of me, including all the laptops in the home, have the Synology backup software. I don't even know what the name of it's called. I can click up here in my little cloud main app, Cloud Station Backup. And what it does for me that, that makes me feel complete is I can take a file, I can, I can create a text file on my desktop, type something into it, hit save, and you can see that little cloud start digging away. It starts moving, right? My little text file went into the repository on the NAS. Bam. It's backed up. And if I go in there, I hit return, and I add another line to that little text file, hit save, the little cloud moves again, and it just saved a revision, right? So that's what completes me so I can sleep at night and and, and not be lynched if the mm-hmm. Christmas card list... Mm. Yeah, you can't lose that. ...reverted back to, you know, 2010 <laughs> when all of our Christmas cards went mailed to Wisconsin, not in Indiana, right? So that gives me all the backups and the other thing that I've done is we've embraced OneDrive now I've we can talk about this later Jim but I've kind of come to a fork in the road where there is the Microsoft path and then there's this like this other path that goes off into all these other beautiful technologies and things and I've gone down that road but I always come back to my Office 365 subscription, right? It's where they've done it right. That's the, the feather in their cap right now, I believe, is that subscription model right there and OneDrive. So if you subscribe to OneDrive, I mean to Office 365, even the home, the little home pack where you get maybe three, right? You get three copies or five copies or whatever it is. I believe you get, don't you get a terabyte Storage. You do, you yeah. do, and I think in some of the plans you get a terabyte per account. So you know you're talking you five, it. yeah, up to five yeah. terabytes if you have five counts. Yeah. So I, I've not had to use that for my children yet, right? Yet, you know, they're not quite high school age, even though they got the little iPad at school and they use Microsoft apps wholly and completely in this school. Uh, that, that could be another episode right there. But that, that NAS works with OneDrive so well that I, it, I have a, we'll just call it Wife OneDrive and then another folder that says Dave OneDrive. And they're each, they're each a shared folder with rights assigned to each of them. And they do nothing but sync OneDrive. So if I'm home on my Wi-Fi, I take a picture with my phone. And I've got the sync to Wi-Fi turned on to OneDrive. It'll go up to OneDrive. I know this is redundant, but it goes up to the OneDrive, and the NAS will go, whoop, there's a picture, whoop, pulls it down. Now, one of the accounts, I do have it synced. 
you know, like a 1 a.m. kind of sync. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, mm-hmm. not my account personally, it's InstaSync. Mm-hmm. And the wife OneDrive syncs down like that. So that makes me sleep better at night too. If that phone were to be, you know, thrown into the river or lost on vacation, if it was connected to Wi-Fi, any point, you know, it would back up. So that that helps me. Yeah, I've been... I do something similar, um, but still have the Drobo up and running. It's been great, throwing a bunch of drives in it. I think I have four or five terabytes in there now. And they have their own app. By the way, you know, about the time we were running home service show, Drobo was being purchased by or mm-hmm. repurchased by the, the you know, the, the original founders. And, man, talk about, you know, Mario and his, and his pals were good to us. But, man, the original founders have turned that company upside down, and their software actually works. Which is pretty amazing. It's gotten a lot better. They also have DroboSync. And so same thing on my phone. You know, uh, I get within Wi-Fi. It starts uploading any audio video I took. It goes right to the Drobo. Super nice to have. I can get access to it, you know, remotely if I wanted to. The other day I made the mistake of visiting Google on my phone. And, it, and it, you know, it runs you through those, hey, do you want this? Do you want that? And I think I said yes, yes, yes. And one of I enabled was do you want to sync all your pictures to the cloud, which I hadn't done on Google. I've done that on Microsoft. I've done that other places, but holy crap, it just moved all it. So I didn't even know it. I went back into my cloud folder and all my pictures are there mixed in with everything else. Cause I didn't, right. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't plan on this. I didn't move them to a folder. So there, there are, there are, or it can be some unintended consequences on your phone. If you're connecting to OneDrive or the Google cloud or, you know, whatever services you have, you, chances are, I, I don't know about you, but I think I've got pictures in like eight different places. Oh, yeah, uh, people know. are going to yell at me for this because yeah. I use, of course, OneDrive. It has right. to go there. But you, if you're an Android user, I mean, you cannot not use the Google Photos app. It's an right. amazing Photos app, and I, I love it. I, I have an iPhone, too. I carry an iPhone, but I... I would I go back to the the Android and the and the Google app, but I also use a uh, Amazon Prime subscription. <clears throat> excuse me, and I pay for I, I don't I don't I pay a month or an annual fee to to store a little bit more, so my photos also sync to Amazon. But that's kind of cool. I enjoy that because I can go into my kitchen where we have the Echo Show, and I can say. She who shall not be named, show me my pictures from July. And she will start, you know, just rotating all the pictures, you know, because that's, okay, that's when we went on vacation, right? Show me those those pictures. And it's it's freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Just love it. No, it's a, it's a great integration with home automation that should work. Like those, those are some things that we shouldn't have to work so hard to get to. Um, I think you were talking about using your Surface, uh, your Surface RT, in your last show as I a picture. Was. I was because like that should just work, right? I should be able to say to to my hey C word, you know, Cor- Cortana, um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, do these things like show me I, that should work there too, and it and it should just bring up the photo viewer and run through any of those pictures that are yeah. in your OneDrive pictures folder, right? That should just work. It should. Yeah. Amazon just. Definitely has the uh, the heads up, the jump there. And yeah. I know Google's trying to get there with partners, but um, yeah, that's and just to be honest with you, the c word, I don't even, I, I turn it off immediately. 
the PC it's, too. It, there's some interesting things there, though. I you mean, can put it on the PC that I'm using every single day. Even mm-hmm. even Madam A, you could put it on the PC, and I don't want it. I'm turning it off. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to talk to her. I, I don't care. I'm not it's, it's, an, it's another pl- it's another place to be. I have the Surface Pro three here, and I, and that's kind of been it's on the fast ring. It's actually skip ahead fast ring. So we're on that the newest what would be Redstone six. I think it's going to be what nineteen H one or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I've been I've been messing around a little bit with with Cortana just to kind of see what it can do and some of the new features uh, that's coming with it. One of the things I moved away from uh, and it was an experiment I tried when Crash Plan kind of cratered for us all mm-hmm. is I moved to Backblaze B two. And you know, oh, I'm you're still, talking Synology all day long. Uh, no, right on. Like, and it's interesting, like because Backblaze came in through Synology. I never really did Synology. Yeah, it took a cratering of 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 you know, um, Crash Plan and this new Moro data box that I have because they have both AWS and B2 integration, and it's it is two clicks on the server to get yeah. to get Backblaze right. So one point. Five terabytes. I'm storing a B2. Eight bucks a month. Like oh, that's great. That's not. Great. That's. Did that's, I give you a two bay? Didn't I give you a two bay? No. Just too oh. Old now? You know that was a while ago, and I think I actually passed that on to somebody else like too. 2010 or something. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Long ago. But but you know I messed with it for a while, and then and then I wasn't really using it, and I think like it, Gordon asked me. It might me, have been hey, back in the day when it was. Can just I do like, that? Yeah. yeah, it's just yeah, a yeah. drive on the network. It's so tricky. no. Well, but isn't that funny that um, you know we come we we continue to come back around old solutions are new, mm-hmm. and you know there's there's some things that were like Crash Plan that I mentioned that were God we couldn't say enough good things about Crash Plan well, and now here you know. here this Crash Plan is dead to me. Is, is that service <laughs> dying? I don't. They're making some mistakes. I gave they've, them they've abandoned their best years of my life. I know. I and know. This is what I get in return. No, I. They're dead to me, Jim. There's it, so they're many dead good to a lot of people. There. they are dead to a lot of people, and they haven't even updated their clients. Mm-hmm. Right? It's still mm-hmm. that old Java garbage remember we could use their we could use their you know their application to back up to another pc somewhere right so you oh, could set God, this up across the grandma's house grandma's and, pc well let's yeah. talk about grandma's <laughs> and you and you and lux were all staying up all night long yeah. hey look i see the file yay uh-huh you know backing up to each other's and boom uh, you're backing up um, and yet today that's not i i don't know if we would necessarily even have that thought today yeah, amongst our community, you'd be like, back up to somebody else's computer. Why, why would I right, do that? Right. You know. Well, um, I don't know. With with the way the society is today, with with all the sharing and the, you know, the space and whatnot, I, I think it it may take off a little better these days. But you know, it storage is so cheap. You guys have yeah. been talking SSDs, and a lot of my listeners still are buying the two bay Synologies and putting mm-hmm. it at grandma's and doing mm-hmm. a R sync or, you know, some right. Synology sync to it. So the SSDs, man, it's real. It's, it's incredible. Uh, Schoonover. Who's the a data you were talking about? Yeah. 13 unreal. cents a gig. Unreal. Schoonover is coming on the show this Thursday. So in a couple of days and we're going to talk, it'll, it'll be an all deals show most likely. Cause yeah. he's the king of deals. 
but but like I, I hadn't really I kind of lost track of price per t- per gig, and of course that's the standard. And I remember when we were talking about fifty cents a gig and how that was a good yeah. for SSD that was a good price. Yeah. And not not only that, but um, you know we've also been buying and selling three, six, and eight terabyte hard drives because you know we want more space for that dreaded burst stuff. Right. And um, is there a market you know, for used drives? I've never tried to. I'm too scared to sell a used drive. Well, so those those Seagate SMR drives that I bought for right. 150, I'm selling for 100, and and I'm getting 100 bucks for them, really? which is. You know, not everybody wants to pay that, but but that seems to be most people say yes to a hundred. You just and, use that. Yeah. Um, what, what's that like? Army grade program that writes the ones. On oh the yeah, platter. yeah, yeah. It takes like um, two days to do it. What's the? There's a name of a company. That's yeah, a, another piece will, of software we used to talk about. You know how to like clean a drive, right? Because maybe yeah. I had like baby pick. Maybe I had my. I don't know. Maybe I had some crypto addresses mm. on there, and I don't want well, that to get out. A Cronus has something built into it that would do that for you. Uh, uh, secure delete, yeah. I think, is is one of those pieces. If you wanted, I didn't, Dave. To be honest, I didn't. I only stored burst data on my drives, so I'm not really that. If somebody yeah, wants to fire who those, who cares files, about that, right? <laughs> if somebody wants to fire up my burst files, that's fine with me. Uh, I, I'm okay with that. I don't. I don't think they will. But there's there's a, I think. You know, for for most people, eight terabytes right now is the most reasonable space to be in when it comes to purchasing. Even if you're purchasing new or used, uh, you know, we're talking about you can get a Seagate or a Western Digital pretty regularly for 150. If you're just watching for deals, you can get a internal drive. Uh, you know, why those are more expensive, I do not know. But if mm-hmm. you wanted to buy those separately, I've seen them as cheap as 220 for those eight terabyte drives. Which isn't terrible. The problem is, think about this. You buy two of those, you're at 16 terabytes. <laughs> Except for a few of us, what are you really going to do with 16 ter- right. terabytes? You know? Well, uh, it, there's some great ones on eBay. This one's at yeah. $71. has four bids. I don't know what the what the hell's going on with this one. Eight terabyte, buy it now at $14. Yeah, you, oh, it can't be right. No, you yeah, don't buy that. No, you don't buy that. 129 that's a good price, or, or best offer. So right, right. And those are externals. These are all. I did a Seagate eight TB yeah. external. Yeah, new. They're one fifty used. Like I said, I'm I'm selling them locally here, or to my listeners mm-hmm. for a hundred bucks on Facebook. I don't want to mess with shipping and ta- you know all that stuff. And so I've just been taking cash, and I've been surprised at the. And the, those who've been receptive to, I might take a hundred bucks cash. Oh, I mean, oh, if you don't have to pay eBay and PayPal, yeah, yeah, no, right on, right on. It's it's a lot easier that way. To, you know, I was so I've got two, Jim. I'll just throw it out there. I've got two of them, and I was thinking maybe I would just you know throw it as a backup target, back up the entire house, mm-hmm. and then just mm-hmm. set it on a shelf and forget about it. Because I've got I use a couple of drives uh, behind me where I've taken you know, photo folders and I have my DVD rips. Right. I literally last year copied my DVD rips to an ex to an external hard drive and shut it down, wrapped it up and put it up in a closet. And I, I pulled that off of my NAS because the, my kids aren't watching them. My kids aren't going to watch John Deere tractor movies anymore, you know? So, and if they wanted to, they'd just get it on, 
Amazon Prime, probably. Or watch it on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's, there's no it's, reason for me to have it sitting there, taking right. up space on that NAS and right. trying to sync it to another NAS across the house. So I, so I thought maybe I would do something like that. But if I could, I guess if I could just monetize it instantly, just I, I've got cash it thir- out. I have 13 of them. Oh. Uh, well, no, I have 12 of them now. Okay, well, and if I had twelve, I would definitely twelve hundred dollars would be nice in my pocket. Yeah, it's just a nice. It's kind of nice, you know. I've gotten six or eight months out of them, and uh, it'll be nice to kind of return that capital back into some. Maybe maybe my daughter's college fund is where that uh, <laughs> that twelve hundred dollars right. needs to go. But no, I it's it. I it, the question is, you know, I I I've stacked up a few internal hard drives in the process too. I got some good deals on some three terabytes. That's also a sweet spot. Right? It's like 50 bucks for three terabyte drives right now. So that's a nice little, if you get them on sale or you get them on eBay, you get them mm-hmm. for 50 bucks, you know. Um, and I got a bunch of those. And I think, well, that's for my for my home storage. That's you know, 20. Okay, you know it's the sickness when you back down to 20 terabytes and you're like, yeah, that's enough. <laughs> you like you realize, like, okay, that's 20 terabytes. Like, seriously, dude. You're using like two or three. Again, I know there's some listeners who their whole media collection or photography. I think of Mike Howard, you know. Right. Okay, you guys are outliers, but but for most of us, that's fine. So it's a little bit of a sickness when you start thinking about it. The but I think I was out looking at it server deals, and man, if you're thinking about jumping back into the home server space, now is a great time to be doing this. There is a ton of enterprise grade equipment hmm. that you can get rack. You know, rack mounted. We're talking twenty hard drives, or for not a lot. I mean, it's just for whatever reason. I think maybe the enterprises are starting to clear them because they're going to the cloud themselves, and they just don't see a need for this. And for us, three or four year old hardware is rocking still for us, right? Let, let, let's 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 face it. Uh, drives haven't gotten that much faster in the last five years. So we're still they're still using the enterprises. What they bought five years ago still works pretty well for the home guy. So, you know, if you want to jump back in the home server game and maybe build yourself a little, you know, mm-hmm. five or six or eight drives and you want to go after it, I think you can do it for not a lot of cash. I mean, I think that's... You can build out 50 terabytes pretty quick and not break the bank. Like you, to, in, in today's dollars, that's not impossible. Like it, you know, home server show days, 50 terabytes. Holy cow! Oh, I mean, wait, think about how expensive that would have been. That's banking. I mean, so you when know. we started when I started with my EX 470. It came with was it a 500 gig drive? Could have been two. two Maybe it was a 250. Yeah. And the and the the step up was another hundred dollars, and maybe it came with two 500 gigs or something. I don't <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. 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 I well, the, have the, a lot of those drives sitting around too. Just like, yeah. And I, I do too. I've, I've got an N 40 L that, um, you know, I've loaded up with these 750 and 500 gig drives for burst and mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's ridiculous, but it runs and it runs on very low power and it just doesn't do very much. But, you know, we would have, that would have been, you know, let's just say I've got a, a terabyte drive in there, 750, 500, Maybe something, you know, maybe two five hundreds. Well, in our in our home server show days, that was a pretty big rig. You know, it'd be like, dang, you got two terabytes, uh, you know, in there. And now, uh, you know, we're we're not even sneezing at that. We're we're talking twenty or thirty. Right. 
it's not to ask you this um the drives that i mean you and i have the same drives are those shuckable the smr drives from seagate i would not recommend pulling them no they got some and you know what? Even Western Digital has done some monkey monkey business stuff with their drives that they're putting in those externals. They used to used to be able to buy a certain kind, and it would come with a Western Digital Red in there, and it was just a consumer-grade drive. Well, now they're doing some things. They've added an extra – on some of the drives, they've, they've added an extra pin and not really added it, but they've enabled a pin on the drive that won't work. So if you just chuck those things out, yeah, you got to – you got to cover that pin or yeah. pull that pin off to make it work. It's a little. It's not really a pin, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's a little, the little uh, electronic like a little piece. jumper. It is, and you got to do some fancy stuff on some certain drives to make that thing work to shuck it and put it in a PC. So they're definitely they've definitely caught on to this, and I, and I'm not. I, I think I kind of missed the boat on the shucking days. I don't know if I would be as comfortable shucking today right. as, I, as it was maybe two or three years ago. But to be honest, the prices on those externals where you can find them used are, are um, pretty reasonable in, in a lot of cases. But I don't know. Buyer beware on that shucking because you can, you can get a drive that just won't, won't work. Mm-hmm. And those SMR drives are not – I mean, they're great storage drives. Don't get me wrong. You can – you know, it's you can write to them and they do fine, but but they're not they're not the fastest or the highest quality things in the world. Yeah, it's so, kind of like a glacier storage. You kind of want to mm, put mm. it there once and then just let it kind of let it sit, freeze up. Yeah, <laughs> not use it ever again. Just kind of sit. I don't know it's if like I'd be that block of meat at the bottom of your freezer. You know, mm. it's there. It's okay, mm. but you know, if you want to use it again, it's gonna be it's gonna be some rough chewing. Yeah. No. No. Right on. All right. Well, I think we've kicked that uh, storage horse. Well, it's good to you know that's what we're known for in a, in a lot of circles. It's, it's good fun. to good to talk about it. No, it's been it's been a ton of fun. I should I should figure out a way to monetize my stuff. Well, you know, Dave. Every time I'm with you, you're you, I've told you this dozens of times mm-hmm. that you are so good at selling equipment. And I just suck at it. Like, I am the worst. I hold things way too long. I get too sentimental about them. I don't want right. to. Um, just this weekend, I sold my um, I sold my Yeti Blue, my Blue Yeti microphone oh, okay. that I bought, like, what, six, seven years ago? Oh, I know. Whatever. And, you know, and I could, couldn't let that thing go. It sat on my shelf. While you, we're, we're doing audio only. But it sat on my shelf right here yeah, for the I longest time. Yeah, sitting back there. Yeah. And now there's just the Channel 9. All there is up there is the lonely little Channel squishy, 9. Yeah. Squishy. And, um, and I, I think I always think about you when I'm selling stuff because I'm like, man, McCabe would have had this sold three oh, yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. You know, you're, See, you're got, really good. I've at- got, I got two modes. I've got I know what this gear is. I know what it goes for. I know when to sell it. And then I got the other mode. It's like, shit, or sorry, I need a new camera. <laughs> What can I sell? <laughs> and I yeah. walk around. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I can sell this. I can sell this. I can no, sell right this. On. I can sell this. Yeah. And then before you know it, you got 500 bucks sitting in your PayPal, right burning on. a hole in your pocket. And you're like, crap, I can buy my camera now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, it's a good, I, I've kind of learned from you. You know, uh, I know a lot of our listeners, folks buy stuff and then, you know, they want to be on the latest. But man, I just bought this. 
and I think you need to figure out the art of buy, sell, buy and sell quickly, yeah. almost to the point where you're buying it and it's on, you put it somewhere on sale the second you open that thing right. so that it's got time to sell somewhere. Right. And you get, you know, you get a month or two or three with it, especially if you're evaluating this stuff or you know, whatever. And then you don't feel so bad. I mean, I think about all the phones you've gone through. Well, see, I was just thinking that I do that with phones and mm-hmm. I, I know how to manipulate that market. Yeah. And I just came and passed the market to sell my, my handset that I have right here. And the I Pixel? decided Pixel 2. And I, th- mm-hmm. I, sold, I said, Jim, Dave, I said, Dave, <laughs> I'm not going to do it this year. It's such a hassle. It, it can be done. So yeah. I came to the point where the Pixel 2 was at this peak price. I know when that's going to be. I was like, I can buy the, I can sell the Pixel 2, get it paid off, make the extra money, and then use a crappy handset for a month, maybe two, while I wait for Pixel 3 to come out, mm-hmm. and then buy the Pixel 3, and I'm, I'm off and running. So... I decided not to this year. I'm going to stick it out because I I love my phone. So that's well, that's a that's a that's one of those markets that moves so fast. And if you want to be on the latest and greatest, yeah, you're going to pay a little bit for it, but you're also going to have one of the newer handsets in your hands. Uh, in most cases, of uh, you know the PC market, the laptop market has gotten super stable, and there haven't really been that many. You know, advances, we, 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 you know, it's, we talk about Bay Trail and Happy Trails oh, yeah. and Smoking Trails and whatever these trails are, right? I can't even keep up with them anymore. Intel's got so many weird names for them. And, um, and so those, the, those, you know, even your laptop holds a little bit of value. And so I've watched folks buy and sell and trade these laptops around. And they're always, every six months, they got something you know, the latest and greatest. And think about, you know, the Go. You didn't, you were going to talk about the Go in your last podcast, and then you preempted that podcast for another one that you did. But, you know, all of a sudden, this little tiny Go comes out, and you're thinking, oh, where can I come up with $700 to buy this Go so I can get it in my hands and mess with it? I'm just starting looking around. (laughs) Start looking around. I know. Hey, can I sell the guitar? I'm selling him, you know. Sorry, Max. You're going to have to go. No, Daddy I, needs I came a new to, Surface Go. I'm getting old, Jim. I, I'm getting to that point where I'm like, you know what? I kind of, I kind of just want things to work. Mm-hmm. Mate, there's there's some parts of me that are like, man, I really don't want to tinker with that part of my life right now because I'm so busy. I need to go to Fry's, buy the box, get it out of the box, have it working in ten minutes, and I don't want to think about it for three more years. Part of me is in that spot. Now, there's another part of me. It's like, yeah, I can take the toaster apart and see how that works. You know, I can do that. But yeah, well, in home automation, Richard said this in the last Entertainment 2.0, and I think you mentioned it too. That home automation's got kind of boring. Yeah, and and I think that's the lull, right, where things kind of stabilize out, and you're just like, well. I mean, how many how many times can you talk about routers or 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 Wi-Fi hubs or Wi-Fi clusters? Okay, now, it, like when it comes to Wi-Fi, I can talk about it every episode. <laughs> no, I know you can. <laughs> I know you can. But that's gotten kind of you know, it's gotten kind of like I'm, okay. I'm there the, too, Jim. The I'm stuff like, kind of works, right? I, I need this stuff to work. Yeah, I just need no. it to work, right. and I'm almost throwing my. 
just like, all right, I'm putting my foot down. I'm tired. This this needs to work. So, Crazy well, you, you so you get to that you get to that spot, and then those things, you know, you just want to buy it and forget about it, and then you in the 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 year or two that you're just using it, the whole the market changes on you, and all of a sudden you come back around, and you're like, hey, wait a minute, like. The thermostats are super boring right now. There could not be a more boring space. To, they just the, there's three or four of them that work. They all exactly. work pretty well. I had a whole they, show on thermostats, <laughs> and you're like, uh, uh, I'm gonna put that thing on the yeah. I'm gonna put that thing on the wall, and it's gonna keep my house cool or keep my house warm. Yeah. Well, wait two years. Like, stop talking about it. Stop thinking about it. Wait two years. I, it's gonna change again. You know, and but sometimes you just gotta walk away from it for a little bit. Who would have thought we would have been digging into PCs this this last you know last fall and this spring? Mm-hmm. Here we are digging into PCs again. We're starting to scrap, get find scrap parts and pull things. I think I got a hard drive buried in this PC in yeah. the back somewhere. You know, it's kind of exciting, and so it's kind of fun to see those things kind of come back around again, right? Um, and and get exciting. I, I think home automation, while it may seem boring right now, I think we'll go through another iteration of it it'll stable somebody will somebody will have a breakout something and we'll get excited about it again whatever whatever that is i think there's tons of room in 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 security and home security and cameras even though cameras a camera's a camera no one's really got the unified experience down yet where it makes sense not diy like we're still cobbling stuff together dave to get a home security system up and running for the most part ring is making a run at it I mean, there's there's some companies making a run at it, but when I look at home security and DIY, it's still a cluster for the average guy. It's still kind of like, okay, what do I get in cameras and hubs? And now, do I have to do I have to sit at my PC and monitor this? And and shoot, I set up some I set up some security camera stuff the other day, and my phone blew up with alerts at every car that drove by. So now I need to tune the camera to yeah. make that thing work. And you know, it it's I still think. Home security is not an average guy thing. It's still it's still kind of wild west out there for home security, and people people that tell you it's it's easy have a uh, twelve hundred square foot condo <laughs> with two windows. Yeah, and their security system costs them two hundred dollars. You know, and you mm-hmm. get into a bigger house, it's like, well, okay, you know, even thirty bucks a window for a sensor is expensive. Mm-hmm. Well, and none of the equipment's solid state in the sense that none of the monitoring equipment. So I had this thing the other day. I rebooted my computer, and I didn't have it checked to restart the camera software. So I went days kind of before I noticed, oh, I'm not getting any, I'm not getting any footage. Well, you, you can't have a home security system that you could defeat because you forgot to do a check mark. Right. You know, that that needs to be – and I still I still kind of think – and. We want to keep putting this stuff on PCs or on NASs, and I think that's a bad. I think that's bad. I think it needs its own box that's not updating and, you know, rebooting Hello Windows whenever it. You know, just before the show, like we, you and I haven't talked on Skype in a while, and so you ring and I get there, and as soon as we start talking, a little box pops up. Hey, we're gonna make your PC better, and we're gonna reboot it. And I'm like, don't do it now. I'm no. talking to Dave. You know, and so you, I think we got to get home security off of Windows or off of a Mac, and it needs to really be its own dedicated box. 
Yeah, as I sit here and look at my cameras on my yeah, yeah, no, right on three that are on my NAS. <laughs> right. right on, but none of that stuff is solid state. You know, it's dependent. If any of that stuff goes down, there's, it's not as robust as it should be. I mean, it works because you monitor all the time, but the average guy who just wants some security footage, the, these DIY stuff, there's plenty of solutions you can buy that can do that. Right, the the contractors that put that stuff in. They can do that stuff and give you, you know, a hardened security system. You're going to pay big, big dollars for it. The do-it-yourself market, mm, it's still sketchy. It's messy. I think. It's yeah. messy for sure. Yeah. I well, there's a billion vendors. You would think after all these years, I would come down and have a solution. But no, I have POE cameras. I have Wi-Fi <laughs> cameras. I have Blink, <laughs> yeah. which I love the Blinks. Yep. I have the Wise. The little twenty twenty five dollar camera sitting Super over here. Cheap ones. Yep. I have a Wise. I have the EZ Viz, which I'm gonna phase those out. Me and EZ okay. Viz, we had a good year, and they were supporting me for a while with review units, and I was like, and I bought one, and I, I think I'm done with them. And now I have Ring, so I got I got too much. Yeah, too much. Well, you get a whole a whole bunch of different ones, right? And yeah. Ring's making a run at being yeah. your DIY single solution. But are they there? Do you think Rings? I think I would put Ring at the top. You know, a, a mosquito farts in my backyard, and I get three alerts. You know, <laughs> so um, I like I like the Ring stuff, and I don't mind paying their. They have a very low fee. It's like a hundred bucks for a year, but it. It takes care of that property, all of your cameras. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem is cameras are expensive. Yeah. They are very expensive. But we put, we put a new pool house in on our property. And we, so we live kind of close to a golf course. And there is a walking path near our house. And... People get lost all the time because there's this one little spot where the walking path is and you can see my house through the cut in the woods. So naturally, that looks like, oh, maybe that's a shortcut. So after I put these ring cameras in, I get all of this footage of people with dogs walking. Just this past weekend, I get an alert. There, it says pull house, pull house north. You know, whatever ring says, motion yeah. detected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And usually, I'm just like, whatever. It's a you know, it's a moth or something, right? I looked at it. And I see a lady and their dog. And they're both looking down, like the dog's looking around for somewhere to do business. <laughs> I'm near the back door. I slide it open. I walk out, and I'm like, hey, this is private property. And they're like, you know, they, they scurry off. Didn't even say sorry. They mm. just scurried off. Just hanging out on your lawn? Yeah, kind of the backyard. Yeah, backyard, near the right. near the pond, near the, right. the, the, near the, the pond. So pond. it kind of looks yeah. and feels like maybe it's not the house. But literally where she's standing with her dog, she can see my pool, my pool house, yeah. my house, my driveway. You should have a clue at that point right there where your dog's <laughs> taking a dump that maybe that's not a public spot. <laughs> so, next, uh, 
Yeah. I got to get some, I need logic, Jim. I, I'm working on, I'm, this is in my brain, so I'm going to throw mm-hmm. this out there to some of my smart things, folks. I've got the Rockio, right? It's uh, a sprinkler system. So I need, when I get movement on camera one, I can't just necessarily throw up zone A and start, start spraying water. But if I get movement, I'm thinking movement from camera one to camera two, turn on zone eight. Camera <laughs> two to camera one, you know, turn on zone six. Yeah. Because that, right. mean, that means right. they've moved through those detection fields of both cameras. That means someone's walking through my property, which happens. Yeah. Literally right. happens all the time. I'm going to throw up a sprinkler. Just yeah. chick, 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 And I'm going to just Move them let on. them down. Move them on. Move them along. <laughs> Move along. You are not welcome would, here. Would you do what? Thirty seconds or a minute? Yeah, you think thirty seconds, maybe. Yeah, maybe I throw that thing on for a couple minutes. Do you have any deer problems there as well? Do you get deer in the yard? I would say they're problems, but we but they I, have they them. eat they yeah. eat everything. Yeah, they do. I mean, they eat the flowers and the yeah. roses and everything you're trying to make pretty. They're right. like, look, dessert. That's I'd I'd love it just for anti. You know, we've had dogs move in on all three sides over the last year, which has been great. All of a sudden, all my flowers are here. And you're like, hey, that's what they're supposed to look like, right. you know, because the deer just mow them down. Yeah, but I, I often thought about a sprinkler, a more targeted sprinkler, just for that reason. Yeah. The Hound software that Uyghurs got me using, you know, has some detection capabilities in it to determine is it a human or is it an animal or is it a vehicle? And uh, I would think that'd be a good use of it too. Hey, if you see this in these zones, turn on, turn on the sprinkler. Right. You know. Yeah. Well, see, I mean, every once in a while, I'll get a wasp or something that. It, I don't know what it is with the infrared, and sometimes I get bats. Mm. You know, nine ten o'clock at night, a bat yeah. will fly into that infrared, and you can see the little draped wings shape. You know, it's a bat. Do you check yeah. every single time you get a, uh, a notification? I'll flip through it every once in a while, okay. right? Okay. Yeah. And I look for AM. If I see anything with AM on it, I look at it. Otherwise, I'm usually just like, it's ringing my phone again. I'm like, it's the dog, yeah. you know, right. going back there. So, No, the, the doorbells have been what has kind of changed things for us. Right. So I, 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 I love the doorbells. And... For some reason, I still keep the blink cameras in the uh, in the entryways. Mm-hmm. So I got the blink cameras up high shooting down, and I got the doorbells, you know, shooting normal. I, I love me some blink cameras. I, I think yeah. they're really good cameras. Yeah, good in good use for them in those in those spaces. Yeah, where they're at. Yeah, and, and they're your cameras, your um, uh, your Ring doorbells, hardwired or Wi-Fi? Ring Pro. Hardwired. Okay. Yes. Well, yeah. No, hardwired power, but they still right. talk via Wi-Fi. Right. Yes. Yeah, that's what I meant. If yes. you're if you're running if you're running power out to no batteries. I change okay. enough batteries. Yeah. <laughs> I change enough batteries in my life. Mm. I don't need to change yeah. more. Cameras cameras keep me busy. So I don't know, Jim, what what are we are we um When's the next summit? Are we going to summit again? 
Yeah, you know, you you kind of um, you kind of mentioned uh, to me that you know you're 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 thinking about your position in Microsoft. I got to the summer. You know, I think they moved us all to July first, mm-hmm. and I got to summer. Uh, by the way, our, our buddy Rich Hay is is an MVP as well, and um, I, they had a new process and they wanted a video and some other things, and I was just feeling like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't you know didn't. if I wanted that bad. You didn't, and so uh, they contacted me after the after the um, deadline had passed, and they're like, "Hey, we're missing your submission. Did you still want to submit?" And I just had to kind of say, "No, I appreciate it. Work has gotten real busy for me, and and you know my career is taking priority at the moment, and I'm doing a lot of podcasting there, and it was tough to get a week away, and plus I felt bad sometimes, like." There are some guys who try really, really hard to be MVPs, and they do some great. They do a great job at it, and I'm showing up at campus, you know, in the in the spring, going, "Hey guys, <laughs> you know, uh, can, Jim, anybody got a jacket do it for the software? I know, you and, do well, it for the Azure. It hasn't stopped yet. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I'm I am uh, I'm a I'm an official retiree so of done. the Microsoft MVP program. Yeah, you're I did. Done. I didn't get renewed. I did not. Uh, my choice on that one. Right. And, yeah, you know, maybe someday. Right. Well, yeah. I can I can better that, Jim. I emailed him in April. Said I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just I, a different world. Dave, I say that than, nonchalantly. No, I I took it under. I I toiled about it very much. I I thought, you know what? I am not. And I, honestly, I realized this after we came back from Summit. Mm-hmm. And I was like. There are guys living and breathing this stuff nonstop. And I literally have to listen to Richard Hayes' podcast in order to know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> because there's so much going on. And I was like... Exactly. And some of it, some of the directions even, they do, I don't even like. I don't even agree with. And I was just like, yeah. I'm retiring. Yeah. I, yeah. I need to retire. I was going to do it last year, Jim. I told you. I, yeah. I texted you up and said, I think yep. I'm retiring. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we'll do it one more year. We'll go one more year. I was like, so this year I thought, you know what? I'm not, I'm not producing enough. And yes, I'm, I'm taking up space. So mm-hmm. I emailed them and said, this is my direction. I think that uh, I appreciate everything you've done for me. Uh, it's been a great ride. But I, this will be my last. I'm not going to renew. Not even a reply, Jim. Mm. No reply. <clears throat> so I felt bad about that. They're, they're pretty busy. I, I wouldn't that. take that anyway. They're they're pretty busy. I, they, I would reply. No yeah. matter what someone no, said. No, right on. Right I, on. I would reply. Say, yeah. hey, it's been yeah. fun. It's cool. Well, they were they were kind enough to reply to me, but but um, I, I felt. <clears throat> Same thing at the summit, and I—they all knew each other, and I was like, eh, you know, you know, I was—I wasn't getting the inside jokes, and I wasn't <laughs> like I—you know, there were there were folks that were coming in that were supposed to be famous that I didn't like. I don't know who you are, but everybody was like, "Oh, man, well, you're so I, I you're so put great." It that way, we still knew a lot of people. I had from like I—I I didn't know Jen. And... I didn't know Jen. Oh, really? And, yeah, I no. All of those guys on Twitter. Yeah, see, I don't. Yeah. And see, I'm about to do a purge. I yeah. unfortunately I have to do a Microsoft purge because I'm it's very heavy Microsoft. I'm not saying right. that 
oh, oh my God, no, I'm going to Linux. I'm not saying right. that at all. I'm just saying I have to do a purge of some of that that tweet storm because they have this, I don't know what what you would call it now, this new like whimsical feel to mm-hmm. Windows where it's mm-hmm. all like la, 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 you know, and I'm, I just, it's just not my <laughs> yep. thing anymore. No, right on. It really on. is not my thing. It's, yeah, it's, it's different. It's a different feel. Yeah. So mm-hmm. just not there. If I would love to be another like hardware based MVP, but I don't think that'll ever happen again. Ever. I don't think there'll ever be a surface MVP team. No. You know, there's not going to be a windows home server team anymore. No, Is no, it? no more phones. Maybe an Xbox team, but that's that's not my game either. So it's done. I feel good about it. I'm not uh No, I have I have no, no regrets. It was great. It was great. I was just going through some of my some of the gear of the years, you know. And it was a great run. And I, I always appreciated the listeners and the support of that and some of those, you know, just some of the great things we got a chance to do. I appreciate Microsoft and their willingness to allow us to do that things have moved on a little bit and and the market has too and it's just a different it's kind of a different space to be in hey while we're talking about microsoft just initial impressions on the go uh you you didn't talk about it in the last podcast but are you gonna buy one and what do you think i i I went to best buy and spent you know half an hour with one yeah i i have to and i'm i'm standing there going i'd love to have this love to have this but I'm in I'm in a new era of my purchasing where I'm like I need to really have a use for it and I just don't. I could shoehorn it somewhere into my life, but I don't have a use for it right now. I yeah. really don't. Yeah, it's a little small for me. Like, is a productivity device? Eh, no, no, I mean it's it's. I I think it's full on consumption. Yeah, and. Yeah. I just wonder if it's going to have iterations. Like Surface 3 didn't. Right. I mean, this is honestly the Surface 3 iteration, but yeah, yeah, uh, many, many years later. So I, I don't know. I, I just have it. trouble dropping 130 bucks on a very non-functional keyboard. Feels good from, you know, for people with hands half the size. Mini sausages. Yeah, it's tight. <laughs> Like you there with the uh, with the kielbasas, you, you you're not typing there, dude. Yeah, no, no, no. This is these these meat hooks that I got on the <laughs> end of my on the end of my arms are not going to make it. And I just I know I kind of I kind of sat there and I felt like I was being crunched into a little container as I was right. trying to type on it. And so, not that that's wrong. Like an iPad um, isn't really you know is not meant to be typed on. I just kind of wonder if it's really truly going to be a consumption device. Is Windows 10 in a place to be a consumption device? You know, and and is the software there? And I don't think it is. I still think it's. They continue, man. It is. They are so schizophrenic on whether they're going to be a desktop or they're going to be a, a mobile operating system. Desktop, mobile. Desktop, mobile. Desktop, mobile. They can't. It's 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 painful. Um, how, I mean, it, for us, it works great on the desktop. I have no intentions of, I don't ever go mobile with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I wouldn't use it mobile. It, it doesn't work very well that way. It has terrible touch targets for those kinds of things, but you could go to the, you could go to the store and download some apps that, 
would be better at that. But then you're kind of going in, you know, you got this, oh, am I in tablet mode? Should I be in tablet mode? Am I got, you know, you're like, oh, I think it's too versatile, which is maybe ironic to say, right? It's too versatile for what you're trying to do in that yeah. space. It's, I think it would be a great consumption device. I think it would be a great school device, even though I yeah, think the for iPad, kids, for sure. I think the iPad is a better school device for maybe K through six, maybe even K through seven, eight. And then you get up into maybe uh seventh, seven through 12, go to, go to Chromebook or, or go to, you know, a surface go book where you can do documents and uh, PowerPoints a little better. But again, our schools here, it's all iPad and there's yeah. beautiful, wonderful apps for the iPad mm-hmm. and they use those and they learn with those and they do the, the extra stuff with them, the math and the little quizzes. But when they want to get work done, when the teacher wants to communicate with student, it's done with Microsoft apps mm-hmm. and they use PowerPoint, they use Word and they use Outlook and they use uh, the the learning system where they schedule everything called Canvas. They everything is is cloud driven and Microsoft driven. It's it's a wonderful thing, and I think that Satya Nadella has embraced that. And and then all of a sudden there's a Surface Go, and it's like okay, they're going to try one more time at this education thing, and it's not going to enter. It's not going to penetrate whatsoever. So. I don't know if we're going to chalk it up into that same mountain heap of canceled products that Microsoft seems to be able to do. I think it's got a it fits somewhere into the Surface lineup, but I I don't know it. I I understand it and I don't understand it because it's still very expensive. Yeah, it's very expensive. Even $500 to get into a tablet when you can get, you know, a cheap Chromebook for mm-hmm. you know, maybe two, 250 yeah. yeah. And these days, you know, I, I don't know about other school systems, but these kids here just rent iPads. Right. They just rent them. It's 90 bucks for the school year. And there's, there's very little risk. You break it, you pay a little money, but you're not right. you're not buying a nine hundred dollar iPad, you know, or whatever this thing right. costs. I don't, it doesn't yeah, that rental is basically just paying the insurance. Yeah, is true. what it's doing. True. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. yep. Surface Go, love it. I'd love to have one. Someone to give it to me, but right now, I'm not even sure I'd use it. To be honest, I don't know where I would use it. I would set it up in the kitchen. I really would. I would. I would literally set it up in the kitchen. Uh, yeah. And have it on a stand, and when when one of the boys needed something, we would grab it. Just grab it. Yeah, I'd rather have an all-in-one in the kitchen. To be honest, a little know, little bigger screen. There. We're almost yeah. there. We're you know I've only got a sixth grader, so not quite. We can still just grab an iPad. Uh, I have been surprised at how long this all-in-one market has stayed around. Like. If they weren't selling, they wouldn't be making them. And yet I went into Best Buy the other day, and there were three different, four different models of them. Mm-hmm. And you're like, seriously? Like, pe- enough people are buying these all-in-ones? Yeah. And, and, you know, we're talking about five, 600 bucks for some of those, you know, lower end where they've, you know, they got the, the mobile chips in them or whatever. 
And you, you know, you start thinking like in the kitchen, man, those still make great having a touchscreen, you know, Cortana enabled device in the kitchen. Yeah, you can't pick it up and take it with you. But I don't, I, I, that's not, I'm going to pull my phone out for those kinds of uh, yeah, absolutely. situations. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, just more convenient that way. I mean, I just have. the tablet. I've lost. I've lost the ability to care about a tablet. Yeah, so. every once in a while I get in the. I'm like, Man, I think I need an iPad. I think I need an iPad. <laughs> and then I, yeah. I think about it like, no, don't. I don't need an iPad. I just use a phone. Just use a phone. But there, there are times where I'd like to read something, play a different, play a bigger game on a screen, and. I wouldn't buy the Surface Go for that. I, honestly, I wouldn't. The The App Store is too rich in the uh, iOS ecosystem yeah. for me yeah. to uh, to pay five, six hundred dollars. If I was going to pay five hundred bucks, it'd probably be I'd probably pay three hundred dollars and get an iPad instead right. of uh, Surface Go. I I, I yep. feel bad yep. about that. I do. No, I feel bad. Don't, about I don't. It. Don't. But um, I wouldn't. I just. I just. Don't have a use for it. Yeah. yeah. And when well, I was there, talking there earlier go. about eBaying for a camera, I really was eBaying for a camera. So I was I kind of saved my pennies to buy a new camera system and some lenses and mm-hmm. that gets expensive fast. Yeah, so, it does. Yeah, you want to talk about a hole. Like you can, you, you can crawl into and you can yeah. never come out. It's photography. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. I, right I enjoy it. I've always had a nicer camera. And I thought, you know what? It's time. I'm going to move up into 4K land, and so that's that's where I've been headed. So, been having fun with that. We're pushing it, Jim. We are pushing it, and we haven't even talked about uh, we we've said burst many many times. But uh, you're hang you're hanging up the hanging up the rig, or no, not necessarily hanging it up, but but certainly you know I've got a I had 14 of those uh, eight terabyte drives that I think it's time to start. I'm I'm, I'm going to pull McCabe. And I'm going to start selling them before it's ridiculous. It's too late, you know. Before yeah. you go, oh, I should have sold those. And um, I, you know, the markets, crypto market is just getting punished. Uh, burst is back to where it was when we first started from a price perspective. Right. Um, you know, and and it's like, well, okay, we gave this a run. I've collected, I don't know, thirty, forty thousand, whatever burst coins. And you, you know, <laughs> they're worth nothing. That's like three dollars, by the way. Really? <laughs> in value. So what I have yeah. is three cents. Yeah, it's just it's terrible, right? I mean, when you think about it. And you it's probably worth a little bit more than that, but you you get what I'm saying. Yeah. And um you it's just it. Yeah, again, I th- I've thought about you a lot when I've I'm like, when would McCabe, you know, WWD Mac do? What would Dave McCabe do? So I've been I've put him out for a hundred bucks, and I like I had somebody on Facebook today was like, I'll give you ninety, and I'm like, I'm actually I'm able to sell them in a hundred. So he's like, well, okay, thanks. So not all of them want to pay, but but dropping them one at a time just to kind of see what they go. I'll have enough internal storage for what I think I said twenty or twenty-five terabytes, and I'll continue to mine burst. Okay. If things if if things took off again, like all of a sudden we had a run, I've still got a bunch of drives, and I actually have a pretty good plan to be able to get back in it if I wanted okay. to, and I would do it differently again if I was going to do it. Um, I still like burst for for what it does, but 
um, there's no business model, and right now there's no future in it, and you just got to hedge your bets. Well, you know? people ask me, when people ask me on the streets or in, in casual conversations, and they say, is it still worth it to do it? And I tell them, I can't answer it, but you can if you believe in it. Right. There's, you can still mine Bitcoin if you mm-hmm. believe in it. Because, yeah, you may mine only, you know, a couple of dollars per 1060 today. But if you believe in that project and you think it's going to go up, it may be at that point up here later, you know, where where you thought you could mine yeah. it to be yeah. worth it. So if you believe yeah. in the project. So that's the problem I had with Burst. I couldn't wrap my head around uh-huh. it. I know uh-huh. I quizzed you nonstop. I'm like... <laughs> I can't, so I did it anyway, because yeah. I thought it was fun. Oh, yeah, tons yeah, of fun. So I, I paid to play. I, I'm in, what, $300. The right. rest of it, I, I found laying Stuff around. Stuff you had, yeah. So I bought two drives, so 300 bucks, and n- nowhere near getting that repaid. Right. But no. maybe if I sold the two drives, I might wash. Yeah. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wash. Well, it depends on the price of burst right. and how long you hold on to it right. for. I still have it all. I don't even yeah. know where it is, but I got it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's in a wallet somewhere. Yeah, it's on the it's, in a, it's on the blockchain or in a wallet somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I but you know, you you have fun. Dave, you you did you did plenty of things where you bought stuff and you sold them at two thirds of the price. And that's what you're doing right now, mm-hmm. right? Is you it was a it was a need, you used the equipment, you again it's this is a Dave McCabe move. You needed it, you took advantage of it, you bought it, you sold it, you unloaded it before it lost its value, and you found that sweet spot. You always find that sweet spot of when to sell. I just think I'm in the sweet spot right now. It's like, hey, these still have some value in them. And at 100 bucks, that's a great deal. Those SMR drives, if you're going to buy them on Amazon new, they're 150 Yeah, they're and you're still gonna, you know, So for 100 bucks, I think still it's, it's a pretty good deal for those. They're basically yeah. new. I mean, they've been running, but they don't run very much on Burst. Well, I tell you what, I... I can't believe this happened. I really can't believe it happened. I in lightning struck twice because I I built from that one ten sixty right. that you and I sat in my basement floor, took my old Plex server offline, put the ten sixty in and started mining Bitcoin. And then you flew out, you flew home the next day. We stayed up late that night. We were up late because the stupid, uh, it it was the... The drivers. uh, Yeah, it was the drivers and everything was giving us hell. Yeah. And from that point forward, you know, I went went all in. Mm -hmm. Motherboard, you know, knew everything, new power supplies. I made a rack and I populated it. I think I had seven NVIDIA cards, which was just cranking out whatever I pointed at. Pointed yeah, it to it was good times too. It was good cranking times. it out, right? Yeah. Making money, hand over fist. I don't even remember when I sold it, Jim. But I got out more than I put into it. Mm-hmm. And then you add on, okay, it made this much extra in mining. And I was like, I, I don't know how I just did that, but I just did that. So and then I got I got bored. And I'm just looking, I'm standing in my basement going, man, what am I going to do now? It's like, I wonder if those AMD cards are any good. I started buying up AMD cards, right? And I'm mining, and I'm mining, and I'm mining like crazy. 
made that special rig. I posted about it. It's in the forums. And I mined the crap out of uh, Kryptonite. That was the algorithm that I was mining with, the, with these AMD cards. And then I did it again, Jim. I like, I thought, it's time. It's time. I read the market. I read the tea leaves. I read the, you know, you and I follow the markets very close. And I don't know if, if you did as much as I did with, uh, with what, what they call TA in the biz, right? It's just looking at trends and, and comparing it and watching and entry points and exit points. And I was like, I got to sell that rig. Mm-hmm. It's time. And sure enough, I sold the rig. I made money. I don't know how this happens. I made the money. All right. I put it away. No hardware. Actually, I had two cards left. One was a broken down 1070. That thought it was a 1060, right? It still thinks it's a 1060, Jim. It's sitting right (laughs) beside me going, I'm a 1060. I'm like, you're burning power like a 1070. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, and then I had an RX 550. That was, uh, it was going to be my gaming card. My little uh, gaming card. And so, honestly, I just started watching markets with those two as well. So when the Bitcoin market was good, I would crank out Bitcoin. When the Kryptonite market was good, I would crank out Kryptonite. Uh, Masari coin, to be honest with you. Um, so I haven't... I'm going to keep those. I, I'm not going to... Well, I could offload the RX 550. It's still a good card. But... Um, there's no sense in it now. It would be a hundred dollars. It'd be a hundred bucks. So I got in, I got out. Now, where? So those are the good decisions, but I also made some very bad decisions in the hype. The hype monster was end of December, peak of January. Oh yeah, hype monster. Where? Yeah. People would say, you know, that Verge coin. That's a good one. Otron. Man, that's a good one. You should own some TRX. You should own some Ripple. Uh, You should own some Verge. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I'll throw $50 here. I'll throw $50. Every time I did that, Jim, they're they're all, you know, those are long plays. And I didn't know any better. $50 on a long play was really kind of stupid. Because if it doubled, wow, I got $100. Right. And if it ever made you money, it's... We we didn't know at the time they were being pumped too, right? Those, we didn't know at the time. And it we was, were hearing it about high. those things. Oh yeah, you know yeah. It, it wasn't a lot of money. I mean, granted, right. this is not a lot of money, but right. all of that kind of went away. So, what I did with those coins right there is I went into the software game. I went into the full on day trader game, and I DCA'd those down until they were either break even or making money and i found that exhilarating right when when you're up oh my god when the market when it readjusted when it did that april run to 10k or 12k or whatever it did you know i'm george costanza you know passing out cigars you know <laughs> eat eat you know it, life was great and when it went down, I'm I'm George Castagna, Costanza pulling that dollar out of the tip, you know, like oh, that's too much, that's too much. So I was able to not manipulate markets, but when you say DCA down, you mean dollar cost average. I've seen you 
or I've heard you discuss that before where you buy a stock at a dollar and it goes down to 50 cents. So you buy one more at 50 cents. You just average that, you know, to 75 cents. And you just pick your entry and you pick your exit. So you can dollar cost average your loss down or you can try to dollar cost average your profit up. And I use that philosophy to get myself out of a lot of these altcoins that went from very high to not tank, not where we are now, but in the middle of the in the middle of this there was a lot of up and down, right? Where it would just dramatically shoot back up. It was the manipulation market where people would pull out a Bitcoin, they would put it into altcoins, drive the prices skyrocket high compared to where it was that morning, and then dump it. And then it would adjust down. So you pick your entries, you pick your, you pick your exits. And then I got into software that was just simply day trader software. You teach it to monitor moving averages, stoke RSI, you know, whatever your whatever model of trading that you feel is the best for you, like maybe the 200-day moving average, if it dips below that or if it goes above this, if the RSI is 50 or lower, 50 or higher, and if it's going down, monitor and trail it back up or trail your profits up if you bought a coin and it starts going back up and it's going up it's like where do i sell where do i sell well you teach the software to trail and if it starts going up you know don't sell you don't sell keep going up keep going up it adjusts it starts adjusting down you pick your trail at 10% it started going back down 10 more percent bam sell it or sell 50% right there and watch it. It may start going back up again. And when it starts going back up again, sell 50 more, 50 more percent and you're out. And you do it again. Day in and day out. And I just, I got to the point where I'm like, it was fun. But it's like, I am not a day trader. Yeah, it's I kind really of a game am. at that point, right? It, it's you, a puzzle. You have to be in front of that screen mm-hmm. nonstop. Yeah. And I've got Binance over here and I've got my research over here and I'm just I'm in the news all day long and I'm at two AM when the Asian markets come on. I'm just like, Man, I wonder if that I wonder if that ontology coin's moving. O N T. I just it's too easy to reach over to the phone yeah. and, and look at the Binance market. It's like right. holy crap, it's moving because Asian markets mm-hmm. are coming online. So too crazy. But I had a good time. Yeah, it was I fun. Time. I I did not get into that. I just haven't had time to do what you did there. Oh, but yeah. when I go, Jim, when I yeah. get into something, yeah, it's just no. disappear into a cave. Right, and I'm a full on trading analyst right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like I got all that info in my brain. But I've come to the. I mean, we all know it's manipulated, right? Mm, we all oh. know, yeah, that. It was it's risky, right? So we I, we didn't we didn't risk anything that we couldn't lose. And I made some good decisions and I made some bad decisions, right? I sold some hardware, made a lot of good money, put some of that it back into the Bitcoin. I 
I still have a lot. I got a lot riding out there right now. And a couple of my coins that are riding are just, just bleeding so bad. This week <laughs> has been really bad. It has. It has. The alt, the, the altcoin market hits the bottoms kind of falling out of it. So. Right. But it's yeah. nothing. I'm leaving it out there. Yeah. Because it's not yeah. hurting me. Right? No. No, it's lock it up. Just don't lose your wallet. Make sure right. you know how to get to it. You know, those kinds of things. But I have, I have cash in my Coinbase account. And I've decided... I, I watched this week, and I'm still watching because weekends weekends are when you can make some decision points, and Mondays where you can make some some decision points. And I have my I have my plan. You always have to have a plan. If you don't have a plan, and something happens in the markets, then you react. You're too late. Right. You're already too late. So I have my plan when I would buy back in. But I think I'm going to pull that cash back out and just take the plan and rip it up. So the other plan would be, like I told, I told you earlier in private, I was kind of hoping it would tank down. 5,800 was my number. Mm, it got close. It got we, close we got if it there. didn't hit I know. It. I was just like, and when yeah. it started going down, I was like, Dave, are you really going to execute this plan? Mm-hmm. This was your plan. Mm-hmm. So, and we'll see. I mean, this week could it could go back down. I I I, be, I thought it was going to, Jim. I honestly thought it was going to. But I'm gonna leave those other coins out there. Um, one of my big ones is uh, Cardano, mm-hmm. ADA, mm-hmm. and that one's killing me. <laughs> that used to be a top eight, and I think it's uh, number nine on CoinMarketCap.com right now, and it's just dying. And I've got a couple of more out there that are dying. And I really do believe that we're at this point right now where some of these are really seriously going to die off. And it's going to kind of restart. I think this machine will restart itself. I just don't know if I want to, if I want to do it again. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know if I want to do it again. I had a blast doing the mining. I really did. I don't know if I want to do the trading again. Yeah, there's been some talk of some forks. You know, even Burst has had a talk of a of a fork with a Genesis with Genesis. Um, what do they call those Genesis blocks, where it starts over again? And you know, uh, if you talk to some of the folks that have been around Burst a while, they feel like that was that that was a blockchain that had a chance, and the kind of community kind of drove it into the ground a little bit. Some a few people made some bad decisions, and it you know, and by the time we got to Burst. There was actually some pretty decent software around it in a pretty well-run community, and then, but it just it it's not just not getting you know these things need use, right? They need to find a home. They need to find a, a way to be used. And that was know. my problem with Burst. It really was. I thought I analyzed it. I did my trading analysis on it, and I I just kept coming back to I don't believe in this project. So that's why. I, okay, I was like, okay, stop putting money in it. Every time I would see a sale on hard drives, I'm like, oh my God, I want to just, uh-huh. uh-huh. I want to have that big, huge, because there's a rush, Jim. Right. Oh, there's yeah. There's a rush no, when, right it, on. when it it drops money into your wallet or mm-hmm. burst into your wallet, not money. And I I finally, I had the, um, I don't know what you call it, the, the reserve to say, don't, don't stop, mm-hmm. stop doing this. Because 
I don't I don't feel it's going to pay off. That right. was the whole thing. I finally went from <clears throat> I finally went from yeah, this is cool. I love the technology, blockchain, yada 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 to I want to try to make money with this. And I finally said, "Okay, think with your brain. Don't think don't think what the tech sector and the hype wants you to think. Think about trading, think about is this going to actually survive?" So right. That's when I turned to burst off. I was like, I, I just don't believe it anymore. And yeah. Well, I don't think it's, I think you've got star hard drive space and you're, you know, it's not being used. I think I'd still mine it. I just, just let it run. Just yeah. let it do its thing. You know, you could. And I, yeah. I did that you with other know. technologies. I did that right. with Bitcoin. I did that with Masari coin. And I'm still running JSC coin, Dave, behind the scenes. Like, you know, I got fifteen or sixteen thousand of those that That's I just one I still believe in though. One in a run in a browser and see I can you know, get I have behind a, that. Mm-hmm. I no, I didn't get behind the ICO. I Not wanted either. to. But yeah. I thought, no. And that could be one that I miss out on just completely. Eh. But yeah. I have multi thousands of JC right. coins. So right. if it went somewhere, I <laughs> might have a few dollars. Oh hey, I'm I'm on uh, Coin Market Cap right now, and their advertisement on the top says the blockchain cruise Europe September seventh through eleventh. You could go on a cruise with a whole bunch of blockchain people. <laughs> what could be more exciting than that? It could be over by then. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the loneliest oh, cruise man. ever. It's yeah. Well, it's a ton of it's a just it's still a ton of fun. I think it's a great space to be, and I think it's still I still think there's a lot of future in the blockchain. It'll just be interesting to see where that goes. You know? Yeah. PCs were pretty much worthless, and the internet was pretty much worthless for its first 10, 10 years in a, lot of, you know, in a lot of ways. Yeah. So, I agree that there's room yeah. for this somewhere as a monetary instrument. Mm-hmm. I just, the altcoin explosion has to correct somehow, yeah. some way, and it's, I think it's in that correction right now, and it's it has taken a lot of people's money down with it. I've seen some, some, yeah, some damage to some people. <laughs> yeah, in in some discords and some Telegram channels. Right, right. I've I've gotten in some into some dark corners of this of this thing too. Right. But I thought maybe talking with you, I would that would I would be able to tell my listeners because I used to talk about this on reset you know where I was what I was doing and then I kind of went dark for a little while yeah and that was me kind of working it out I don't want to hype something if I don't believe it right if I'm not going to buy it then I have trouble telling someone else hey yeah this is great sure so I think I don't have any trouble doing that I think my ride might be over (laughs) I think it might be over. Uh, well, I still let, me, let me encourage you this. Yeah. Stay close to it. Don't don't commit from a big, like get a few small things. Just just keep your interest in it because I think it's important stuff from a, from technology, you know, from a technology perspective. It's really, really important stuff. But, you know, bet the farm on it? No, heck no. no. Unless you want to. No, I still then, wouldn't then do that. Then bet the farm on it. And I still but, wouldn't, I don't recommend, I know you guys were talking about uh, doing some DCA, doing monthly buys. 
but you can still yep. get really wrecked doing that too. I think you really still need to do analysis on entry points. Now, I'm not talking wait until the, you know, we're talking one to two dollar entry points. I'm talking about hundred dollar increments of entry points and not just have Coinbase say, okay, today's your day to buy. Boom. You know, and it was at 8,400. And then by Friday, it's at 6,800. So I think you'd still have to kind of monitor entry points. That's just my thing. And I get it. Some people can't do that. Yeah. They may not want to. Uh, and I, that's not for me. I'd rather just pick a spot, drop, you know, drop an investment in and walk away. I can't. You know? do it. Can't. Do it. <laughs> Love it. Well, everybody's built different. That's the great. That's the great thing about it. You can do yeah. whatever you want. Right. Yeah. This this might be the marathon reset forty nine. Have we have we missed anything? Boom. Oh, I, have we talked about anything? <laughs> that's the real question. No, it's a show about nothing. <laughs> I guess I guess maybe we could just I don't know every ten or so episodes we'll just come back and catch up. We'll pick a topic. We'll be ask Jim and Dave hashtag Ask Jim and Dave. Yeah, no, it's good. Good to good to be back with you, Dave. I you know I you it. you uh, you got me going on this thing way back in the day, and uh, I still I still love hanging. I I miss a regular home service show. That was one of my favorite things to do. It's been ten years. 2008 no. May 2008 was the uh, was the the old home server show. Yeah, I miss it, and I'm you know Dave, I'm surprised. I hear from people who miss it too. You know I, that they're like, oh, I really like listening to you guys back in the day. You, Chris, and John, and yeah. Dave, and you know um, that that was a spot for for people they really liked it so and and that's an honor to to live in that kind of space with people to say man I, we got to be a part of your week and yeah. um and it was pretty cool but it's good it's just good to be back with you i always appreciate you having me back on well, i th- i thank you for coming out you you stuck with me for a while there we we could have hung it up probably around 200 but <laughs> no we we pushed her out to 3 <laughs> we stretched it out <laughs> We mailed it in we, just like MVPs. Holy we cow! We stretched that in. out for it was a ton of fun, and I, 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 I've heard from people say those were some of their favorite years yeah. because we were maybe a little more transparent, a little more honest, a little more, you know, um, authentic right. in that in that time because we didn't care. Right? You know? We're like those so. Cleveland Indians announcers. Ah, screw it! No one's listening anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, you can find Jim at theaverageguy.tv. You got Home Gadget Geek. You got all kinds of podcasts. No, nah, just two now. Actually, just two. two. Just Home Gadget Geeks, right? And then Cyber, Cyber Frontiers. Cyber Frontiers with yeah, Christian. With okay. Christian. Excellent. And don't forget about those Reset Forums, homeservershow.com or resetforums.com. I'll put all these links in the show note. Don't forget to see Reset or just go to reset.fm slash four nine. It couldn't be any more simpler than that. If you have questions about anything that we've said here, I will create a topic in the Reset Forums, and you can just ask away. I know we've kind of gone from A to Z in uh, a very quick time frame, even though it's been an hour and a half. That was a lot of information coming at you. Hopefully, it was just entertaining, and we can just dismiss it, and we'll do it again some other time. So thanks for hanging with us, Jim. 
Thanks for coming out. You bet, Dave. Great to be here. All right, we'll see you next week. This has been Reset. It can be found at reset.fm or over on YouTube at youtube.com slash David McCabe. Follow on Twitter at McCabe.io and you can discuss this episode and more on Reset Forums. Resetforums.com Intro and outro music is by Daryl Lee. Find it at soundcloud.com Daryl Music. That's D-E-R-L-E-E Music. Support of this podcast can be done at Patreon. Patreon.com slash David McCabe. There's also some shopping links at resetforums.com if you want to use those. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Thank you for your support, and I'll see you next week on Reset.